Welcome to the Virtual Chapter Podcast, the show that helps you become a world-class virtual CEO, run a profitable and scalable online business, and build a thriving virtual team. We're talking the systems, strategies, and leadership skills that will help you show up, sell out, and do it all with a mountain of ease. Each week, we'll be breaking down the operation side of online business in a way that feels fun and inspiring. We'll share tech tools and tips, systems to streamline and scale, secrets to hiring and leading your high-performing team, and interviews with leading business experts to show you what it really takes to build your business online. I'm your host, Nivek Harrison, CEO of The Virtual Chapter, an award-winning virtual support agency where we help leading coaches, consultants, and creatives build businesses bigger than themselves, create a global impact with a virtual team, and generate more cash than they ever knew possible. Are you ready to up-level your online business? Let's dive in. You're going to hear me talk a lot about systems on this podcast. It is absolutely one of the things that I see as foundational to becoming an incredible virtual CEO is having really robust systems in place in your business. And it's also one of the things that I see keeping people stuck for ages in their business. Now, systems are a requirement, whether you are a team of one or a team of two or a team of 10, and not having them in place is going to make it harder for you to scale and grow and make the sort of money you want to make without falling into burnout, overwhelm, hustle. So in this episode today, I want to go through what systems are, why they matter to your business and the number one system you should have in place right now. So let's dive in and I'm going to start by talking about systems and processes versus tools and tech and platform because I know this language can be incredibly overwhelming and also incredibly unclear if you don't live and breathe it. So the way that that I like to define these things, and we often use these words interchangeably as well, which I know doesn't help anything, <laughs> but a system is the big framework within which things happen in your business. So for example, you likely have a system for content creation, a system for lead generation and sales, a system for team management. They're really quite big, all-encompassing systems. In fact, it might even be bigger than just content. You might even have a marketing system. So we're talking in these big groups of things that you do, sections of your business, departments of your business. And the system includes all of these other little processes that build up to it. So for example, you might have a process around creating a podcast just like this one. And that process includes how you record. You might have a process for how you invite and manage guests, a process around repurposing the content and sharing on social media, a process around how you upload it to your website as a blog. They're all parts of the process that feed up into your bigger content marketing podcast system within your business. So processes are literally like the one thing that you do. So uploading a blog and it's got maybe five steps on this is exactly how to do it within your business using your tools. And those collection of processes make up a system. Now, we often talk about systems interchangeably with tools and technology. So a system isn't necessarily a piece of technology, a tool, a platform. The system 
kind of exists regardless of the tool, right? But then we have technology that supports us. So if we go back to that example before of the podcast, you've got systems involved that might include your podcast host. So for example, we use Buzzsprout. It might include the platforms you use to create your social snippets like Headliner or Wave. So these are the tools or the platforms that support your processes and your systems. All right. I hope that makes sense. What I want to do is talk about why this is so important, because it's a really easy thing to overlook as we're building our business, particularly when it's just one of us and we're doing it on our own, because we hold all this information in our head and we don't feel like it's necessary to document it. So likely you have systems and processes, even if you've never thought about them this way, you have a process for how you do things. You have a process for how you onboard new clients. You have a process for how you email your newsletter list each week. You already do these things. And the reason I say you have a process is because you're doing it. There are steps that you take to do it. You just likely haven't documented yet. And This is one of the things that can really trip us up is not documenting it means that we're relying on our own brains to remember absolutely everything that's happening in our business. And that's a lot of pressure. That's the stuff that wakes you up at three o'clock in the morning with like, oh my God, did I tick that tiny little box on WordPress when I uploaded the blog? Because we don't have a documented process. And so we're putting all this pressure on ourselves. So I highly recommend you start by writing these processes down. I recommend putting your processes into your project management tool so that they're really easy for you to access and also for your team to access. Um, But you could also put them into a Google Doc or any other tool that you're using within your business, just so there's one central place where you can go, your team can go at any point in time to get the information that you need or they need to complete tasks within your business. So it can be as simple as creating an Asana task called how to upload a blog post, You might have five steps and you can write them down. We also screen record a lot of our processes because I think it's really important, particularly if you're not tech savvy, having the visual of like, this is what I do. This is what the screen looks like. These are the buttons I click, talking through it while you're screen recording. And we use Loom to do that is a really easy way to document your processes as well. All right. So as you start to document them, there's a couple of things I want you to know. One, it's not as complicated as it sounds. I think one of the things that holds us back from documenting our systems is because we think it has to be more complex than it is. And it feels like it's too simple. How could it possibly just be five steps and I have a process and therefore I've got an SOP or a standard operating procedure. Like it feels like it should be harder than it is, right? It's not, it's literally that simple. It's going to make your life so much easier when you come to hire and onboard new team members because you're not going to have to create all of this the week that they start. You've got this in place already. And then the the really big thing here is that documenting it is going to free you up so much because if we think of our, our brain kind of like a library, there's a fixed amount of capacity there for how much we can store. So we can store our memories and our experiences and our knowledge, maybe the things we studied at uni. We're storing information about our clients. We're storing information from things that we've read or consumed online. We're storing information about our family and appointments that need to happen and all of these different types of things. But there's a finite capacity to what we can store. 
And so when you are holding on to all of these little processes and trying to remember all of the things instead of putting them into a project management tool, you're taking up space in your brain. And that space could be used for strategic thinking, for wearing your CEO leader hat and looking at the big picture of the business. It could be used for creativity, for designing new offers and new products and new services or just content. It's really hard to find space to be creative when our brain is already overwhelmed. So one of the biggest objections I hear to creating systems and processes in business is that you want it to be, you want it business to feel like you're in flow, that you can just follow your intuition and go almost where the mood or the inspiration takes you and having systems and structure means that you won't be able to do that anymore. And it's the complete opposite that's true. Having systems and structure is actually going to allow you to be more creative, to be more innovative, to move faster because you're not reinventing the wheel each time you're doing something. All right. Here's the really important process. The number one process you should have in your business right now, regardless of what stage of business you're at, is a system for creating systems. I know, don't hate me. (laughs) I know it sounds ridiculous, but you should have a system for creating systems. So what do I mean by this? This is essentially the idea that there is an existing structure within your business to allow for the creation of processes. And a lot of this is just going to be in your mindset and conscious thought that you bring to doing the work in your business. So for example, you've just signed up to a new course platform. Let's say it's Kajabi. You're creating a course for the first time in there. You should be documenting this processes along with that because that way it's there. It's ready to go. You don't have to come back and do it again. This is going to make, like I said before, it's going to make your life so much easier. It's going to make it a lot easier to scale and scale quickly. And having not only a system, but I guess a a culture of creating systems within the business is really going to set you up for success. So how do we do this? How do we create a system for creating systems? One, decide where your systems and processes are going to live. So like I said, we use Asana to put all of our processes in place or to store all of our processes because it's the tool we're already using daily. It means that I can essentially assign a process just as I would assign a task to a team member and say, hey, this is the task that needs to be done. Here's the process that goes along with it. You can cross-reference it in other tasks within Asana. It makes it super, super easy. So deciding where they're going to live And then making the decision that you are a person who has processes. You are a person who documents your processes. You are the leader of your business who has everything documented, ready to go at any one time. Now, does this mean I have everything in my system documented? Do I have a process for everything? No, I have a list of things that I need to create processes for. So I have some that are created and some that I know I need to create. And the reason I keep that list is because I'm not going to set aside, you know, two hours of my day to just document a process. I keep that list so that the next time I actually have to do the thing, I will document it then. The next part of this is creating a systems focused culture in your business. So it is everybody's job 
to create and update processes. So if you have a VA in your business, you've likely given them some processes to do their job. So you might've given them a process around how to schedule your social media content. It's their job now to maintain that process, to make sure it's up to date so that if things change with any of the tools that you use or you give them updates along the way that changes maybe the schedule or the frequency of which you post or maybe you add steps into the process like adding image descriptions or alt text, your VA, your OBM, your social media manager (laughs) should be documenting these processes or updating these processes for you. It is just part of the workflow to be creating and documenting these processes and then also having regular points to to check in and make sure that your processes are updated so maybe you have a recurring task once a quarter to just check in with your team and be like hey I know that these are you know the three core tasks that you're doing for me on a regular basis can you just do a quick sweep of the process and make sure it's up to date for how you're doing things right now And then again, as the leader, you've got to be doing the same thing. The thing that I see fall apart is often when we expect our team to create and maintain processes, but then we as the business owners aren't and we're letting things slide. It kind of makes it acceptable for your team to let things slide as well. So you're also creating and updating and maintaining your processes as much as possible. Now, an interesting aside here For example, I might have a process around how I send my weekly newsletter from ConvertKit. Doesn't mean I open that task every time I do a newsletter. No. But what it does mean is that if I haven't done a newsletter for a little while and I need a refresher, the information's there. If I need to hand it over to a different team member because someone's on leave, the information is there. And again, it's just taking that information out of my brain and putting it somewhere useful. Right. So you don't have to open it. You don't have to review it every time. But especially when we're talking about things that maybe you don't do so frequently, having them documented so that they're really easy to grab and go as you need them is incredibly freeing in business. Right. I think we've you know, I certainly know I have and I know a lot of our colleagues have had examples where we've brought in contractors to our business, let's say maybe they've done our website for us, they've done the whole thing, they've done really limited handover and now at every point you want to update something, you need to pay your contractor. You pay them for additional hours, you pay them for service fee, whatever that agreement might look like and you can't make those changes on the fly for your business. You maybe can't send an email address when inspiration strikes because you don't have a process documented and somebody else in your business has been taking care of that for you. So this is having that team culture and having that as part of every conversation you have with a contractor of like, hey, I'm bringing you in to do my website as part of the process. I would love you to record some videos for me on how I can do some basic text and image updates to my website. You don't need to know how to code. You don't need to know how the whole back end works, but you should be able to change the date that something launches or the link that something goes to or an image when you get new images from your photo shoot without having to do you know, a full rebrand, a full, a full package, a new web design, because you don't know how to make some, some basic updates on your website. So ask for that, ask for that when you are bringing contractors, whether they're doing a one-off project or they're becoming part of your team on an ongoing basis, let them know that you have a systems and process focused culture. And part of their job is going to be creating and maintaining those processes for you. The last thing I want to talk about is making sure that your processes and your systems are reviewed regularly. 
and I know I've touched on this a little bit already, but coming back to wearing your CEO hat now versus the person doing the things in your business. So when you're doing tasks, when your team is doing tasks, you might be updating and maintaining your processes then. But now as your CEO self or potentially with your online business manager, if you have one, putting in time to review the system as a whole. So what this might look like is setting aside time to review your content and marketing system. What channels are we on? What's working? What's not working? Do we have some metrics? Do we do an audit? Do we see, you know, what insights can we gather? What feedback can we gather that will inform the system and therefore the processes overall? Because business changes, right? The things that worked 12 months ago are changing now. Instagram's a great example of this. <laughs> um, having those those times to check in and be really conscious of like, is the system working? Where does the system need support? Where do things need to change is going to mean that you have systems that serve you. So for example, if you've got a system around lead generation and sales, and you're not seeing the sales coming through that you'd like, where in the system are we? do we need to focus our energy? Is it that we're actually not getting enough people into the lead gen and sales system, therefore it's probably a marketing piece? That's a separate system to look at. Or is it that it's really clunky for people to book in with us and so we need to review the actual process and maybe even the tools there? Is it that people jump on a call with us but then don't take action after? Is it that maybe people sign on, but then onboarding just feels really icky? So now we're looking at that that bigger picture view of what are the things that I need to manage? What are the things that I need to look at within my business to continue working towards our goals? So you'll see today, I've spoken about a bit of a mix of wearing your CEO hat, looking at the systems from a very strategic level versus wearing your business operator hat, doing the job, whether that is coaching or as a service provider or whatever that looks like for you and actually documenting and maintaining the processes themselves. But having, having the system in place to create and maintain your systems is going to make your life so much easier, especially, especially as you go from your first six figures to multi six and seven, because I think so often we get to the first six and it's a, it's messy, right? <laughs> We've tried lots of different things. We have tested lots of different ways of working, different offers, different platforms, different content. We've gotten there and I'm a big fan of messy imperfect action. So we've gotten there. But as we continue to scale, and particularly when we're scaling into really big levels now, we're likely taking on more clients, we're taking on more teams, we're doing more work. We need systems to support that because the things, I mean, we've all heard the saying, right? The things that got you here won't get you there. <laughs> Something has to change. And often systems is a really big part of that because if you are overwhelmed at six, with your current client load and the current team members you have and the things that you're doing within your business, it's not going to feel good to add more into that. Whereas when we have a system in place, we can go, well, here's my system for launching. Here's who I need to, in order to support me through this launch. They have the processes that they need to launch. So I no longer have to be the one who's doing everything. I no longer have to be the person who's checking every step, who is 
thinking about planning for every step because we have a process and I copy the process. I put it into my project management tool. It has all of the tasks that need to be done and the team know now how we're operating. That's how we get to launch and it gets to feel easy. And I think this is one of the things we don't talk about enough is you'll see business owners online talk about, I just had a, you know, multi six figure launch and I worked four hours this week. Yeah. Because often they've got a process in place. They've done this before. They have teams supporting them. The team did the work in advance. So there wasn't that hustle around launching for the first time when you don't really know what you're doing. The work was done in advance. Maybe things were repurposed from last time. They maybe didn't even have to create new content because they've done this before. And then they had really clear actions that they needed to show up for during that launch period versus feeling frenetic, feeling panicked, not knowing exactly what you should be doing. And so either doing it all scattergun approach, hoping something sticks or not doing anything because we're in this place of overwhelm. All right. I am going to leave you with your one job (laughs) is to think about how you can have a system for creating systems within your business. How do you start to transition your team into a culture that is systems and and process focused? And that it is part of everyone's job, everyone's daily actions to be looking and thinking about the processes within the business. If you have found this episode helpful, I would so love to hear from you. Send me a DM over on Instagram at the virtual chapter and don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. I absolutely love hearing what you love about the podcast and it helps us get in front of more people so I can talk about tech and systems and leadership (laughs) to more CEOs and we can help everybody continue to grow and scale their businesses with ease. See you next time. 